You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene Johnson. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Bates Motel After Show. Nobody likes a spike little man. You're driving, Jack. We're on, buddy. I'm driving. Bing is for doing, and we are doing the Base Motel after show. I was waiting for the hook, or this was it, right? You were waiting for the hook? It's at the hook. She's coming, don't worry. Wait for the hook of the song. The chorus of the song. Oh, well. We'll be here for a minute. Here it comes. All right. One more time. Yep. Love sticks. Bing is for doing. And we are doing the Bates Motel after show. I'm Joe Braswell. I'm joined by my good friend Joe Sanflippo. How you guys doing? And my gooder friend Mando Velasquez. What's up, everybody? Oh, wait a and second. And my bestest friend in the whole world, Dua Casey. <laughs> that's me. Welcome. Hi. Even Hi, without doing? cookies. Even oh. with no cookies today, but wow, that's okay. Joe was late. Only good boys get cookies. All right. <laughs> so uh, here we are, episode. Episode 7, I almost called it episode 9, but episode 7, The Man in Number 9. <laughs> the song you, wasn't over. Did you say hi to Marissa? That, that, that's, that's her cue. That's her cue right there. Hi, Marissa. <laughs> she deserves it. She deserves Engineer, it. Engineer, extraordinaire. Yes. Producer Marissa. There. Woo! How you doing? What's up, guys? Uh, so, uh, The Man in Number 9 it turns out to be my man, uh, Jerry... Burns. Burns. Yes. Who, you know, when Jerry Burns shows up in a show, shit's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing good is going to come of it. He's Win, Win Duffy from Justified. All, all you Justified fans know him as Win Duffy. You also know him from Breaking Bad. Some of you know from Breaking Bad. So Wait, who was he in Breaking Bad? He was, uh, I think he's he's billed as the head of the gang or the head. He's one of the something. But he was, Oh, yeah. He, he was the like one they were doing episodes. business with, I think. They were yeah. doing business with him at, at some point. He, he didn't have huh. a name. It was like man yeah. in the gang or something. But yeah. So, um... Well, he has a name here. His name is Jake Abernathy. Jake Abernathy. What a great name, Abernathy. And yes. most importantly, he's he was in Dear John. He was the uh, in oh, that it, it great comedy. Yeah, he was in that comedy, Dear John. <laughs> he was also in Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> was so, he? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's one of the Dundies. Anyway, I don't know. We, we can take a look back. All right, Jer- Jer- Jerry Burns. He's a great, great, great character actor. You know, super funny guy. Mm-hmm. I loved this episode. I really felt like. It had a very X Files vibe to it. The sure. entire show, it was very mysterious. Even Dylan was really mysterious. I did, I did like the show, and I did like. You guys talked a lot about shots last week. Uh-huh. I love the shot, the first shot where Sheriff Romero gets to the gets to the Bates house, and you see his face from the side mirror when yeah. he's driving uh-huh. up to the house, and all you see is his profile with the side mirror, right. which Sheriff Romero made up an entire story. Very quickly. Very quickly. He's like, he's almost like he's done it before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was it was crazy. Now, do you think that he was trying to cover up his own involvement with well, this story? Well, let me ask answer your question with a question. I mean, you're the sheriff. You love of, that, don't you? I do. That's how it's my deal. You're the sheriff of this creepy little town where everybody drives BMWs and Cadillacs and Jaguars, and nobody, uh, everybody owns that little antique shops. It doesn't make any sense, right? So we know everybody's everybody's selling drugs. So the sheriff has got to be used to making up some funky stories. Yeah, got to assume he was in on something to some degree. Yeah, I don't know. He seemed very. Uh very not honest, but he seemed like he was a real sort of detective, a real top cop when he was giving Norma that speech about, you know, I've done this a while, I know what I'm doing. Like she was grill- the way he was grilling Norma and the way he wanted to get to the bottom of that murder felt like a guy who really cared about his job was really doing some real police work. Was, not it, like a guy who was just like trying to tie up loose ends. Sure, but it was I felt like it was misdirection though at the beginning. Now you kind of see his true colors of like, mm-hmm. all right, and and uh, Within a scene, he did a complete 180. Now he's totally like on her side, and she didn't really seem to question it. She was no, just she was oh. so relieved. That was weird to me, though, that she was like all of a sudden, okay, great, well, all right, she was yeah. So let's... relieved it was over. But well, the person who did the well, the person who did have offense with it was Dylan because it took all the uh, all the work that he did, all the good stuff that he did, and Romero took all the credit. 
So, uh, which I thought was interesting too. I, I think our motive. We'll, we'll hopefully find out what Romero's motives are because I still don't think he's a hundred percent good cop. All of a sudden, but I uh, suspect they're not going to be good. But I feel like he was doing. Uh, he was doing. Uh, he was he was taking credit for everything. He's pretty much super cop right now with that story. So. I also think it's worth pointing out, in just a purely uh, from from an aesthetic point of view, whoever did his eye makeup needs to be taken out and beaten with sticks. It's not makeup. <laughs> oh wait, is that no, is, he doesn't look like that, does he? He's got like he's got check, they had, they had uh, underliner. It looked Egyptian. No, that's not. He actually said in an interview once because they they always talk about his eye makeup. He, that's actually natural. That is, he does not wear any eye makeup. Are you kidding? I'm not yeah, even that's joking. His deal. That's his that's his thing. He's well, just, you say it like that. Yeah, that's his deal. Like everybody knows. That. Yeah, I, he doesn't wear. At least that's what he said in an interview. I don't know if this is just like an eyeliner conspiracy that he's like, I'm going to wear no. it, but I don't want to tell anybody. I'm I mean, wearing that was some it. Ken Tut looking stuff. I mean, yeah, that was it, who? <laughs> Ken Tut. Okay, <laughs> the Ken Tut. Me too. <laughs> oh, is that, is that, I don't know. I don't know who Ken Tut. Ken. King Tut. I'm sorry. All right. That's uh, that's dismissive. What's next? Show? Are you going to say that uh, Owen, Wilson, Owen Wilson should get his nose fixed? What's next? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Oh. I didn't say anything. Owen, I love your nose. I think you got something great going on. Oh right. my! Buddy Scotch Cowboy. I am not convinced. I mean, I'm. I, I hear what all you guys are saying about um, about Sheriff Romero, but I just think that he is. I, I still think he's an honest guy. I think this is more about tying up loose ends. I mean, it, it looks really bad in the department. Like it's, it's a two man operation. Obviously, really bad department. If one of the cops is dirty, he was involved with Keith Summers. Like, there's a lot of shit going on that it, it's almost easier for um, for Romero to sort of say, okay, you've been through a lot. There's a sex slave. My deputy's dirty. Like you know, my my fishing buddies an a hole tried to rape you. Well, like let's let's just clean this. He thing didn't out. even ask her. He, there wasn't even a yeah. This is going to be the story. Can you come down to the station and make a statement? There was nothing like that. It was just everything was just like all right. This is done and walk out the door. And poor Dylan, who was like the hero in the entire situation, now just got in the way. Yeah, got in the way. Yeah. Like you guys stole my thunder. What's going on? Yeah, like, you kind of fell for Dylan that moment. <laughs> but Norman and Norman, they were they they were so. That an embrace. Yeah, we was, did it. We win. They just kind of hug each other on the couch. Happy. Dylan's like, huh? shot and all alone, standing yeah. up. <laughs> right. I'm just like, like, wait, I got shot, guys. I'm just long hug, long uncomfortable hug. Uh, I know, don't. Uh, Romero's dirty. I inappropriate I hug, I, I should say. Yeah. I do. Right. I do have to say, I did really enjoy Dylan's one-armed throwing the trash away move. Did you guys see that? No. <clears throat> he was shot in one arm, and he actually takes the trash and he opens it with his elbow and throws the bag in, and he's just like the oh. one arm. Yeah. Oh. When he's taking out the trash, yeah, it was cool. It was nice. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet move. Yeah, it was, it was <laughs> a nice Very move. Maybe we'll do a one-arm move to take it off a bra too. That's a. That's oh, yeah, a, yeah, the one little snap. <laughs> what yeah. is, I, I couldn't do it with two hands. If you paid me, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you don't wear bras. <laughs> It's not wearing the same. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh-huh. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. got, <laughs> that's the best. That's the best news that Marissa just gave us some really good news. <laughs> I missed it, but that's She okay. said that we can go long. We can take our time. Yeah. Wow. I guess there's not another show in after here. Okay, cool. Nice. Good. All right. We're like 30 minutes behind schedule, so it's good. only going to be a 15-minute show, but <laughs> now, now, we can, <laughs> now we can actually finish on time. That's good news. Mm. Um, so, okay, so let's get, let's get actually into this episode. Well, actually, the other thing that happened is uh, we talked about our visitor. You know, we, we, I mean, we'll unpack that a little more mysterious visitor. We talked about the the, the thing sort of being wrapped up. The whole, um, you know, the whole uh, Shelby sex slave thing being wrapped up. But is is, is the sex slave dead? Is, is sex slave got shot in the yeah. woods. Is what is what? Uh, is she what, shot or who said that? That's what that's what dead that's sheriff what, Shelby that's what said. Dead, dead sheriff Shelby said. Like yeah. Shot her dead in the woods or yeah. shot? I, she's not dead, right? There's, I think that she's going to be making an appearance. Oh, yeah, she's, she can't I be dead. I think that There's she's no definitely going to be making an appearance. Right. I, I no. think she's dead. Really? I, don't, I don't know if she's dead or not, but it is kind of bizarre that we've wrapped up six episodes in in a, in a quick two minute. I don't trust it at all. I don't. I yeah. don't. I don't buy this whole. Well, I think that's the importance of uh, that's the importance of this mysterious new man because really, if if uh, we just saw last week's episode, the first six episodes, then it, it really everything got wrapped up. Yeah, you know, Shelby being the bad guy. So now right we have to, to start, start off with the next chapter. The next chapter seems to start with this mysterious guy. This guy right. seems to be the foil now that's going to continue this going going but along. He wants to rent. He wants to rent all the rooms for one week. 
right? The first week of each month? Was that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Every other month. Every other month. We'll, we'll get to him. We'll, 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 well, I'm just saying that's all connected. This whole sex slave situation. It's yeah. not illegal, is it? Well, no. I did, well, listen. Yeah, well, well, I want to I expand on that in a second, but I want to do, do want to ask the question. If, like, I'm confused. I, you know, I went through the uh, the sketchbook, you know. <laughs> I tried to get a hold of Joe available, all night last night. Available. I called him about, for about six hours. <laughs> Nothing. Available. I finally on. got a hold of him. He, 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 he sounded mm-hmm. like a heavy breathing, very sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I went. I went. I went. I went through, I went through the sketchbook, mm-hmm. and uh, like it, I, I forgot that it's a really elaborate, sad story. So you know, she gets taken here. She's living a wonderful life. She gets you know taken here. Um, she has turned into a sex slave. This is Jia or Jiao, whatever her name, her name is. Mm-hmm. But the part that's a crappy part is she has a, a buddy. She's a homegirl, and who gets killed? Yeah, who's is that? That's the that's the girl that was buried. It was buried by, by the, the drug shack, right? Exactly. That, that, but didn't she have to dig the hole to bury her? Yes. Yeah. She dig the hole to bury her. Someone else read the sketchbook too. Yeah. Don't want to look at that. Well, if you're having sex with a sex slave, you don't, you're tired. You don't have time to dig the hole so, after yeah. you kill her. <laughs> but my, <laughs> my, my point is, we we touched on that in episode two when 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 uh, you know uh, Emma and Norman did their Scooby Doo move and found the the shack and the shack's real and where's the grave and that was it. So I, I, my long-winded point is to say that I think that <laughs> the sex slave is the, the the dead sex slave and Gile are coming back. That mystery is not wrapped up. You don't think the dead sex slave is dead? Like the one that was buried by? No, the no, field? she's dead. This isn't Walking Dead. I mean, like I mean, okay. I spent that whole. So <laughs> <laughs> the hand reaches up from the grave. <laughs> this show's no. getting weird. People who are alive are alive. Yeah. Okay. No, what I'm saying is this: that whole mystery is not wrapped up. Yes. Like we still have an open-ended like what happened to the sex slave? Well, who who's in charge? Well, I think why is she dead? Jow's in the woods. What I the f's going that's, on? Uh, I think that's what Jake was looking for. Actually, you think Jake was looking for the sex slave? That's did, what he was. Did you there. get that vibe? Well, I thought I thought perhaps I thought that he was definitely a weed seller. He was like, well, where's Keith Summers? Like he needed to like pick up a stash of weed and maybe have sex with a sex slave. Mm. Um, that was the vibe I got. That's yeah. That's I mean, it's, he was sitting there and he was like looking, trying to get into the room, but she was staying in room number four, right? She, yeah, the, the sex slave was room number four. He was in room number nine, so obviously there was something in that room. I definitely think that there's something there that he wants to retrieve. Where was the book? The book oh, was in a, was four. It, it was in four. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, well, here's here's the other thing the, the, about, about that. I, I actually think that, um, I keep calling him Win Duffy. What's his name? Is his Abernathy? Abernathy. Jake yeah. Abernathy. Jake okay. Abernathy. So I, think, I think Mr. Abernathy is larger than just picking up some weed. I think he's maybe running the, I mean, he feels, you know, he's got a little more. He's driving a nice car, nice Cadillac. I think mean, he's maybe running something. Like he maybe Running the operation. Did you see his reaction? Stacks of money. Stacks. He's not yeah. just picking up weed and you know oh, having yeah, more fun. He did. He five hundred dollars. Yeah, he's not that empty. Yeah. You know. No, well, he <laughs> at least rolled off five hundred out of a stack of. I'm going to guess. Uh, it looked to me about about four or five thousand. So why did Keith Summers put his hotel in foreclosure again? If he had this guy coming every other month just with a wad of hundred dollar bills, he's willing to throw at him. Ooh, we haven't even. That's, that's a good question. That is yeah. a really good question. Yeah. So, and why did you notice that Jake did not seem at all shocked when Dylan was like, "Oh, he died." He kind of didn't seem shocked. Almost a little like, upset. Hmm. He was like, "Hmm, interesting." Like, you know, but there was definitely no surprise, no sadness. No question. No, like, what happened to him? Yeah, ex- he's exactly. my guy. He didn't ask yeah. what's going on. And the and the, la- the last question I have, the last question I've had on this whole, it's the type, this whole sex slave thing, is um, if in fact, again, thumbing through the sketchbook, I was also reminded that poor Jio was held captive in the Bates Motel. So when they took her back to the motel, wouldn't that be traumatic for her? Like she didn't yeah. seem too. She's like taking a shower. She's like, ah, oh, I'm back. Like, well, it took her like a day and a half to get in the shower. It's not like she, you know. But there was no trauma. Like I can't be here. Like a lot of shit. You should saw. You see the sketchbook. A lot of stuff went down. I didn't spend the time with the sketchbook motel. you spent. You, so I'm, well, <laughs> so I'm saying. I haven't put the investment in. You have. I'm. It's on iTunes. You can download it. I think she was probably just happy to not be tied up anymore. Okay. That like, of course, it's traumatic, but compared to what she's been experiencing in the past, like she's she is just happy to not be chained somewhere, right? Or locked in a closet. Well, okay. Well, we'll we'll jump into this whole thing in in some further detail um, now. But I want to I want to thank you all. Speaking of iTunes, where you can download the book for free, iTunes and and iBooks. Uh, I want to thank you all. Enjoy creepy, creepy, creepy drawings till four in the morning. (laughs) No. 2.30. I, I don't know. That's not, I don't know if that went to bed. I'm just assuming. <laughs> 2.30. No. So uh, uh, thank you all for joining us and listening to us on iTunes. We appreciate you completely downloading us as you always do. You are making us uh, always in the top three. Um, each episode is always rated very high. You guys are very loyal and wonderful with your comments. Um, 
every we listen to everything you have to say, read every single comment, and they're all wonderful. Even the ones that aren't so wonderful, we love those too. Um, but there really aren't any. So, but there really aren't any. They're all they're all pretty good. You know what? Uh, somebody actually wrote in. I want to. Somebody wrote in. I wanted to talk about it this week, but we talked about Bradley this week, and they brought her back. Mm-hmm. Somebody wrote in saying that they were wondering why Bradley wasn't back on the show because they thought that maybe. Um, maybe Norman had done something sinister to her like she had turned him down and then he'd killed her because we didn't see her for a few episodes but that of course was just all shot to hell when we saw her this episode but I, I was going to talk about that if, if she wasn't in this episode Yeah. so we do, we do read all your comments even if apparently they go nowhere yeah, yeah, it's, but it's a lot of a lot of my thoughts. Like that whole thing just—I don't yeah. know. <laughs> a lot of Nando's thoughts went nowhere. Circular discussion. We, we we have time now. We can talk about nothing. <laughs> thank, thank you for listening to us on iTunes. You continue to download us, and you can also now stream um, our show live on your on your all your devices, your i your iPhones and your iPads and your Android devices. You can stream the AfterBuzz show live now. That's a new thing we have over on AfterBuzzTV.com, and uh, you can also check us out on YouTube. And thank you for all your comments on. YouTube as well, on Twitter as well. Thank you, all of you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Aww. Aww, he Hi. just turned into a big gushy bear right there. Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all gushed. Uh, okay, so let's get... Oh, I, did my head it's just give right, you like fine. a... <laughs> Come on, man up. Man right. up. So, back. Uh, so, let's talk about this episode. Uh, we, 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 we kind of um, jumped into a little bit about Dylan and the sheriff and all that stuff. Let's just let's, let's, let's get, let's jump into Norma. Is that you? Who's going to talk about Norma? And, um, Are we going to do Norman? To, oh, okay. Norman yeah, and Norma, Emma. Okay. Emma yeah. Bradley, I think. I, we well, you know, so piggybacking on what we talked about yesterday, uh, last week, when you asked me about that hug and if it was genuine, and I said that she has, that Norma, the character, has sincere moments with ulterior motives. Right. So Norma now really likes Emma. I think that she has this motherly vibe because she knows that that's what Emma needs and Norma always wants to feel needed. So when Emma came over to the house, and by the way, I loved I loved uh, Olivia Cook's performance when she's like, I just have allergies and she started crying. It was Olivia a, Cook's amazing. It was very sweet. Norma, she's great. She's Heartbreaker. Great. Norma was on the steps and she Norma's cried that cry before. She knows that that, you know, so she was like, can you can you take me? And so they got in the car and they went and she showed her because Norma knew that Emma had this need and she needed to be supportive. But what Norma's real motive was, I think, is she wanted to get information on this girl that Norman's got his head wrapped around, Bradley. But she didn't know about Bradley until they got in the car. No, she knew. She knew that Norman went out and got laid. Remember? Because no. they had that whole argument. You went out and you got laid. Well, she knew that from a couple of episodes ago, but I, I don't think well, the motivation Norman, was there. Well, Norman that said that. He, Norman told her. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm seeing someone. It's not good to string her along. I'm seeing someone from school. Okay. That's true. All right. You know, yeah. Before enough. they got in the car. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. I think that, that at the time, Norma wanted to be supportive to Emma. But once they got in the car, Norma was not no longer a supportive mother. Now she was like a conspiring girlfriend, and they were going to go <laughs> sneak in. And they were like, all of a sudden, Norma's like, she did seemed like a disgruntled ex-girlfriend when she mm. saw uh, Bradley in yoga and all of a sudden had those flashes. Yeah. This was like an ex-girlfriend. And yeah. those flashes to me reminded me a lot about the flashes that Norman had with his teacher. Yeah. Like kind of the, those insane mm. like flashes that when he, uh, when he had them about his teacher it was all about the, that bondage kind of like very very sexy um, uh, Oh yeah, yeah yeah I know what you're talking about. Yes you know, I'm with you. And then he passed out right? Yeah, but Norma was was just like a, well, yeah. I don't know if Norma gets them like Norman does, but she got she definitely got that 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 she had that it was it was creepy. Yeah, like she was sneaking around, sneaky, sneaky, and then and then she's having the the flashes like you said of of, of Norman and, and Bradley mm-hmm. doing their thing. Um, I love that. I love that's one of my favorite scenes of this entire of the entire series. Somehow that whole sequence about between Norma asking Emma to go in the car, like the, mm-hmm. Norma consoling Emma yep. and being like, "Let's go," and you know, like I said, like you know, poor you know, um, Emma crying a little bit, and then mm-hmm. Norma consoling her. Wait, go ahead. What did Emma say? Is, is that is that we could watch her in yoga class? I mean, is that crazy? Is that crazy? <laughs> right? We were watching. We laughed ourselves. We're like, "Is that crazy?" Like, yeah. What are you talking like, to? Norma's like, "That's my middle name, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go." Do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly. Norma Crazy Bates. Crazy? <laughs> it is. That's no, well. I, I just loved. I just loved it when he got out of the car and they were about to spy on on 
on uh, Bradley, Norma's all like, oh, well, you know, teenage boys aren't that deep. It's not a big deal. Was, They'll probably get I over them. It. I loved it all. Oh, just, and then all of a sudden she sees her stretching out in, a, in her um, upward dog thing or right. whatever. And all of a sudden, I just loved, I was telling you this, when when Norman fantasizes about the two of them, it's all like, you know, Return of the Blue Lagoon with the sheets sure. all over and everything like that. But when she fantasizes about, well, it is, well, I guess it is a fantasy, really. She's fantasizing about her son, which is really creepy. Notice that it's all, it was all Bradley doing everything. Yeah. It was Bradley pushing him up against the wall, pulling his hair back, pulling his hair, and giving him a hickey. And well, all that's because in her mind, it's like my, my poor son. You know, yeah. needs to know any better. Yep. Just this Being woman is accosted by this right. incredibly hot young this thing. Vixen, it, well, take it easy, Joe. Yeah. Well, Emma said it in the car. <laughs> it was just a She's good day of this. filming for Freddie Highmore. That's Freddie Highmore had a good day that day. <laughs> right. Well done, Freddie Highmore. Excellent I, I job. Mean, assuming I bet. Well, well, yeah, I got the script and he was like, "Bummer, I better make out." Terrible. I don't know what day we should shoot this on. Let's shoot it over four days. <laughs> Freddie Highmore. That's my Freddie Highmore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> your Freddie Highmore sounds remarkably like well, remarkably you, like your James Beardfoy. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Well, do you were saying that uh, Emma? I wrote it down here. I think was, was this what you're talking about? Locomotive of sexual energy. That's what yes, she. Oh, that's what I bet. That's, that's what she called Bradley. It was so adorable. And then what was that? What was the phrase that Emma used in the car? That she's one? like, I don't want to talk out of school. Out of school. Want to talk out of school. Right. That that seemed that was like a very it goes on to what you said about her being an old soul. That was a very that that's like a very outdated phrase, isn't it? it feels like an outdated phrase, yeah. I, I say wanna, it, well that doesn't prove anything. Really. You're outdated. Yeah, I am outdated. Yeah. I don't want to talk out of school. What exactly does that mean? You're telling tales out of school. Oh, that's me spirited. Um, <laughs> this were a different podcast. You'd have right. to take a shot. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the, the phrase means I don't want to talk out of turn. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything I'm not supposed to say. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be. I don't want to be thinking. I don't want to be telling tales out of school. All yeah. right. Well, but it's but it specifically mean like the literal, like the literal trends, But the, what what that when you say I don't want to be talking out of school, meaning I don't want to. I don't want to say things that I'm not supposed to say. I don't want to be overstep my bounds. I yeah. don't want to be rude. I don't want to gossip. Variation of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, you know, that that whole that whole sequence from when they were in the car and like you, you touched on Emma's sort of like you know this, it, it was sort of reserved like like I'm jealous. I'm angry. I'm a little turned on. Whatever it was was going on with Emma was this weird like you know she's like a what's the line the the, the sexual the sexual locomotive of sexual energy locomotive yeah. of sexual energy and mm-hmm. just, so mm-hmm. hilarious. It was like the really another great performance was so great and and Norma her her reaction is just sort of like oh well oh well really oh well how uh, the line how um how 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 great can she be she's just a high school girl like yeah. who is this girl like what? It was right. such a like a moment of like two girls but yet two jealous girls hmm. jealous for both they're jealous of the same boy for the for the wrong reasons I suppose it was just really interesting and I loved that whole moment when they, when they did actually sneak up to the to the yoga thing they saw her in all those downward dogs in the positions she was doing. And Norma... It's upward dog. <laughs> upward dog. Was it okay. upward? Oh, or it's, sun it's, salutation. It's, 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 it's sun salutation. salutation. That's what it was. Sun salutation. We know our yoga. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, <laughs> well, Joseph Lopo definitely you? saluted when that happened. I... <laughs> But I don't know. <laughs> no, I got nothing. I got anyway, nothing. I love the choice that Vera Farmiga made when she that that little like move where she like ducked oh, down yeah. and like she did. And the she, sneaky like, got, move against, against, the, against wall. the wall, yep. like back to the wall, and, like looked in and like, peeked in. That was now, really now it was so over the top. Really, it was really great. Yeah. Anyway, I love that whole scene. Um, did you guys catch? So I just want to talk. Did you guys catch Bradley when Bradley runs into Norman with Dylan outside of the parking lot and she's getting food to go? Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm yes. Yeah. About? When she, what was that look? Did between, you see that look did, between Dylan I and Bradley? That, look. That, well, that was like a, I'm gonna come back to your house. I'm gonna beat your house in two hours. Look, that was that look. Yeah. Well, was that what the look was? Because I thought I was like, had like, have they? Because that was the first time that Dylan knew that that was the girl. Like, did right. they? Did, do they have a history? Ooh, yeah, that's I awful. I thought that immediately, but I don't know if it was. They already have a history. I thought it was more of like. They there's an attractive they, attraction. There, there is an attraction. Like they would attraction. look. Yeah, they, there's something there. I don't know. Definitely something. But he did. But they did know that. You know, they've. You know, uh, the dad. Well, no, because they don't know each other because he asked about the dad. And goes, oh, that's yeah. No, but maybe the they. But that's exactly it. Like he used to. He now works for the people that her dad used to work for. So maybe at the funeral, they met hmm. or something. Like there could have been a whole thing that we don't even know about yet. That's pretty crazy, doing. Hmm. Well, we were when Joe and I were watching. We were very. Nervous when when um, Norman went to the house and we were like, yeah. please. We we thought oh. we knew Dylan was going to answer the door. I'm like, Dylan, don't answer. Don't the answer door. the door, Dylan. Please so, hide under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's but, the worst thing so that can happen that, to Norman. Does that then answer the question? They did sleep together. 
What Dylan? Oh, Dylan was not there. We don't no, know. No, no, no. We're talking no, about no, Norman no. and. No, yes, I think so. Norman? Yeah, yeah, Norman, I mean, yeah. yeah. Norman and Bradley did sleep together because I thought when he got to the door and he was like, you know, it doesn't matter. I thought she was gonna be like, what are you talking about? I yeah. thought so too. Like, well, I thought they did a great job. You know, the writers and the directors of did a great job of sort of stringing us along. They did. They strung that. that out, but really in a, in a good way, not in a manip- manipulative way. They did a good job of just sort of like because even up to we had the moment when he was you know in the bedroom and Norma catches him and he, he's under the sheets. You know that whole moment okay, where he's the uh, moment that every teenage boy has that we that we think, <laughs> where we think that they're actually hooking up. I want to see the scene that what really happens because we see we see Norma's fantasy of it and we right. see the way Norman thinks about it. I just right. want to see I just want to see a struggling, <laughs> awkward six you know seventeen year old boy at his first time. Freddie Highmore, Nando is looking I, out for you. I, I, you I, want you to film I just want to see how how. I, I, It'd I, just be ridiculous. I don't want to see. I don't. I want to see the PG version <laughs> of it. I want to see. Let, let's make this clear. I want to see the PG version. Okay. Of it. okay. I, I don't want to see any version. You want of the it. fumbling, confused guy? <laughs> yeah, I want the awkward, comedic, fumbling, confused guy who who just can't do anything. But, but they, they, that moment. So when we came in and we saw Norman, Norman caught him or whatever, and he was sort of hiding his situation. His situation. Uh, what, with, are with the what are you right. doing? What are you doing? I'm just but, waking up. So even they were like, oh, so so they, that was a, that you was almost confirmation doing. that oh he imagined this whole thing. Yeah, that was that like really. Like, oh, we all know. We're like, there it is. It's imagine sheets. Yeah, yes. and a very PG ber- a version of getting caught, right? As well, I well, will say. But but when he came to the door, it just it just built the tension that much more. When he came to the door and had that moment of spilling his guts out and saying, "You know, it happened. You know what happened." And, and she almost tries to speak. He's like, "No, no, no. Let me finish." I'm like, "Let her speak." Yeah, they let, strung it out the whole thing. Happen or not? Yeah. You know, so it's really it was a really Arr! good job. I love the show. <laughs> I really do. I love it so much. It's a good show. Um, so yeah, so uh, Norma um, in. in Anything else on Norma? Oh, another thing I just want to touch on with Norma, which we'll get to with Dylan, is which we we skipped over Dylan is the whole. What about Norman and Dil, Norma and Dylan's interaction? I get mad when he shits on her because I Dylan, think, Dylan, I think it's unfair. Like he threw that money yeah. at her. Yeah. Like she's scrubbing the blood off the off the concrete, right? She's scrubbing the blood, and he's saying he's saying you can't get blood out of the sto- you can't get which, blood out of a stone. Which by is the way, really until, interesting, yeah. Right, yeah. You can't get blood out of stone. Not too subtle, but um, but she's scrubbing that stone, right? And he's telling her it's porous, and you can't get it out. And she's like, well, you know, nobody will know what it was. Well, I'll know what it was. And she's scrubbing it, and you know, he's gone to the room, and he's gotten the five hundred bucks from uh, from our from our buddy from uh, Abernathy, mm-hmm. and uh, and what does he do with the money? He doesn't hand it to her. He doesn't put it on the desk. He doesn't put it on the kitchen table. He throws it at her. Was mad because she's being like. He's frustrated. I, I thought that I he so. just set it down. Like no, I tossed her. it, and then no. she's got it. Well, he could have not given it to her at all and been like, yeah, you know? <laughs> a lot of things, a lot of worse things he could have done. In with it. Dylan's defense, he just saved them, you know, and he's in a sling, and he, you know, and he's pissed about it. Norman and Norma in an inappropriate hug on the couch, and then. He like Norma's all happy and cooking the breakfast, and she says, "You know, I'm, he's like, I'm still moving out, but I'll help out." And she's a total bitch to him. Oh, I so, loved that change. I loved yeah. how she just completely changed. Where he was like, first of all, he was really, he was like, "You're cooking me breakfast." Yeah. Like, still after everything he did, he was still shocked that she was doing something nice, and he does, he just doesn't trust her behavior because he knows her. Right. He knows that she always has these ulterior but motives. But that relationship has still shifted so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, from him calling her a whore yeah. uh, to, to them working together. Even even with him moving out of the house, he's still helping her out with yeah, the mysterious I guy. Believed, I believed Norma, that. though. I, I don't know. I believed, I believed her. I believed her, too. When wait, she wait. was like happy and cooking and breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I think if he said, I'm staying, then they would be BFFs. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like I said before, like I said a couple times ago, she wants things. And when she wants them, she wants them so badly. And she makes... She, she makes reality. She's yes. that. That's right. the kind of person she is. And when and when Dylan's like, nah, it's not happening. You know that she'd already concocted that that, that my two boys are going to be here. They're going to help me run the hotel. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be fine. We yeah. just got out of the whole deal with 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 the, uh, with, with the murder. It, it was yeah. a very normal moment. Her cooking breakfast yeah. for for. It's almost like she wanted this normalcy. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he's like, mm, no, nah, it's not happening. Well, because right. he knows. He's like, as soon as I tell her I'm moving out, this is all going to go, go away. away. So yeah. might as well get it done. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like, actually, you know I'm still moving out. This is <laughs> You can stop the act, Mom. But I, I feel like when she when she confessed, and I confessed, when she told him the deal with Norman, I really felt like that was, you know, and obviously they're doing a lot better, the two of them, between each, uh, you know, between the mother-son deal. But when she told him the real deal, I, I think that that's that, that moment where you're like, you're pleading for an, an, an ally from an enemy. You're trying to make an ally out of an enemy. And, and really... Someone who should never have been an enemy in the first place. If he knew what really happened, you know what I mean. And so when when he, when she told him what Norman had done with Dad, 
I really think that that was the turning point, or should have been more of a turning point. I well, feel she like thought it was. Yeah, and I kind of agree with her. Even after I told you, even after I told you, still leaving, even about Norman, like, you know, I gotta go. I'm mixed on this. Like, like the sheriff comes in, uh, 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 granted, and it's shady. T- the, sh- the town is shady. The sheriff comes in and says, "All right, I'll take all the information. You've told me everything now, and here's the story we're gonna go with, and it's done." That has got to be a tremendous load off, right? I mean, it's wrong or right. Yeah, I get it. But come on, that's well, the, a huge the, load the off. irony of that whole sequence, though. The irony of that is that was the beginning. Like that was a brief moment, like where where everything was going well for Norma. She's like, "Wow, the load is lifted. I've got both my boys. I've got the hotel going." And then the rest of the episode was sort of like a steady decline down because first Dylan sort of betrays her and says, "I'm moving out," right? Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "Well, who needs Dylan? I've got the hotel." And then the the lady at the restaurant tells her, "Like, oh yeah, your hotel's crap. No, everyone knows about you and and, and Shelby." It's that's just stri- kind of tainted the place. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's strike two yeah. for her, and then. She she goes off, and then strike three is she finds out her Norman is is, is sleeping with a sexual locomotive or whatever it is. So, <laughs> well, also, also, just not to gloss over she's a sexual locomotive, n- not to gloss over uh, the restaurant manager. But when she's talking to Dylan later and she's washing the blood off the stone, she's she's all freaked out because everybody knows and it will affect things. She said it like it, yeah. it was a very vague way of saying it, but it also just kind of reinforces that there's still something we don't know. It's it's almost yeah. like she doesn't want people investigating them because if they. They, they'll find out about the father probably but there might be something else too mm. she wants to keep well, everything good and she also said we will be marked as failures and that seems to be a big thing with yeah. her too huh. now she said that so, at the very beginning when she, when she goes I don't want people to know about Keith Summers because you know it's yeah. a small town and people find out and now they all know and she was right actually Yeah, yeah. she was right about that but but again it would, poor Norma had that brief moment where things were great and then it just all kind of went funny, funny how everybody knows even though Romero tried to keep it as quickly as tight lipped as he could and trying to uh, did he? Well, I mean, he tried to he tried to wrap things up, but everyone oh, yeah. still knew about Shelby well, and everything. Was yeah. Romero at the local bar like, yeah, Norma? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just shows that town is very corrupt, and we don't know how corrupt it is. And and again, it just goes to show that Romero might have looked like he did a really honest thing. Right. For, not honest. It was a dishonest thing, but it looked like he tried to really help them out. But really, we don't know his motives, and, and how did the town find out everything? Yeah. yeah. I was, well, especially, especially about the affair, you know? Yeah, especially the affair. Yeah, that is, it's just, yeah, it's just weird. I don't trust Romero at all. No, and I think that I think that is it's all way too it's all way too easily wrapped up, way too convenient. I agree. It's going to be it, it's not going to be that simple. Right. So, uh what about um I don't know, uh, Nando. What, what what do you got? I want to talk about I want to talk about the dog because uh, the dog was a very interesting interesting thing, and I think it also ties into a lot of other other things um, with with Norma and even even the whole Bradley thing. <clears throat> uh, Norman had this big attraction to this dog. Found the dog under the lattice under the house and uh, and was trying to take care of it and his conversation I, a I have a, yeah. I, I also Joe and I can ask the same question. We we disagree on this. In the, the car. There was a moment when my buddy Norman. Uh, was with trying the hammer? To, yeah. With the hammer. You thought he was oh, going to yes. kill the dog? I thought that dog was in deep shit. I thought, <laughs> dog, don't go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, you're right. I, I forgot about that, too. I was th- I was commenting on that he's as well. He's got that hammer up, and he's, he's got the, the food out. I'm like, oh, dog, stay where you are. You're yeah. doing good where you are. It was like, a really... You know really, how Norman feels about those blunt objects. He likes blunt objects. That's a weapon that's, of choice. That's what. It, but it was it was funny that he immediately changed it, and he was like, I won't hurt you, and then the dog runs. And so it's... Yeah, it was. He did have that moment, but I think it was just for the audience. I don't know if that was actually... Hmm. Okay. I All right. Well, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think it's, he was, Norman was going to ever hurt the dog. Joe seems to think he's trying to kill the dog. I don't think uh, so I either. I don't think he was trying to kill the dog. I think he just has... There's a thing in Norman. There's a madness in the boy, and I think that he had yes, that yes. hammer up because the madness in the boy was saying, pick up the hammer, Norman. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he had the hammer the up, boy. and he's going, oh, wait a second. Maybe I shouldn't kill the dog. Maybe I should. Uh, I well, still dog's think he's, gone. Decision-making over. While he has those moments, I still think he's just an awkward 17-year-old who seems to be very lucky with women. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is, and he just doesn't know how to hold a hammer when he's trying to get a dog to come yeah. over. So the hammer I, I, came up. That's all I'm saying. No, hammer but up. it is something worth noticing. It is worth worth noticing. But as we could see, he, he, he meant no ill will to the dog later on in the episode but his uh, excuse for friending the dog when Norma seemed very very again very against him bonding with somebody with anything or anybody even the dog Mm -hmm. is that he always wanted a dog and that the dog has no home and she's lonely and then he says all families have a dog so it's almost like he he wants 
he wants normalcy as well in a way. And I think yeah. a dog is a way for him to try and, and get over whatever it is he's getting over and to have some normalcy in his life. Hmm. And he even wants to hmm. take responsibility. Uh, the way, Almost the way he takes responsibility for his mom when his mom's in trouble. Sure. Which I think is really, really interesting. Right. So, uh, and then... This really ties into Bradley, and you know, I, I, I admitted that I haven't seen the movie uh, in forever, and yeah. I can barely remember a thing, but one thing you just mentioned, thought. which was really, really interesting was, and I forgot about this, was his love, uh, you know, the fact that he would attack blondes. Yes. And he would attack blondes, and, and it's really interesting that he has this um, feeling for Bradley, but not for Emma. And I also, I, I, we glossed over this, but I wanted to mention he, when he was connecting with Bradley at the end, he mentioned how they both lost their fathers. So I thought that was an interesting connection, too, mm-hmm. that might be aware that maybe. And Emma lost her mom, mm-hmm. and Bradley doesn't see, and for some reason, Norma doesn't mm-hmm. care about that, which I think is really odd considering his own relationship with his mother. But the fact that he's bonding with Bradley and he used the father mm-hmm. um, defense, the father thing, was interesting. But notice that the dog is also blonde. Hmm. Is the dog blonde? The dog is light-haired. It's yeah, blonde. Yeah, it's interesting. I would. I don't know if he's bonding with Bradley as much as he's starting to obsess about Bradley. I think that's more what's happening. Um, yeah. But I definitely agree with you. I mean, you the only there, bond was the... Uh, and there is... I mean, that... <laughs> For those I, of you not being able to see, yeah, <laughs> was exactly what you thought it was. <laughs> um, I, like, I like the dog because I think... Um, I know that... Uh, Braswell loves loves like origin stories, but I think it starts talking about his taxidermy and how he yeah. gets so yes. into the taxidermy. And because when that dog gets run over, <laughs> Emma's <laughs> dad can fix dead things. Exactly, yeah. he picks up that dog, and poor Norman was just having the worst day that day. And he also said that he killed a dog. The, the car that ran over him, he claimed responsibility for. It. He he kind of did that little turn like he did with Bradley, like he was about to go yeah. psycho. Yeah. Uh, but he he ended up taking full responsibility for killing that dog. Yeah. Well, he wasn't wrong. I mean, the dog was crossing this, the road to get to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, stay or not stay, the dog, you know. And or then, did he say stay? Well, he, but that was just it. And, and I know that Nando talked about this. It's funny. When he said stay, the dog came. When he said come here, the dog stayed. So it's like the dog was doing exactly the opposite of what Norman wanted, which was what caused him to get hit by the car. Yeah. And then, and then the other interesting thing notice about, about the dog death is that, again, Norman goes out of the house to go see Bradley. He comes back. Something bad happens. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So it's another, this time it's not his mom, it's the dog. But still, it's something bad happens when he leaves the house to talk to Bradley. Mm-hmm. Or to hook up with Bradley. Or to I, whatever with Bradley. My favorite scene was the scene after he left Bradley's house. When he t- when Bradley told him that she wasn't interested in him. And then he walks and he has that slight moment where he turns. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's Norman and, Bates. And he's he's absolutely, he's Norman Bates. And then he starts walking and he starts verbatim. Yes, saying talking exactly about what mom said. What, was, what his mother was saying. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're seeing it. You're seeing it. It's yeah. Nice girls yeah. don't go to somebody's house the first day they meet yeah. them. And uh, ask yeah. them yeah. Was, nice was, girls don't. That start. was, he's Norman Bates. Like, uh, it's freaking me out. Like, yeah. even that shot, that shot of him walking, like, was such a Hitchcockian shot with her. You know, so her in, in, in the soft the back. Yeah, absolutely. Has those Norman Bates, you know, he's going full Norman Bates mode, like talking like, you know, nice girls. I was like, oh my God, it's happening. But then she she hugs him, and then for a minute, he goes back to just the innocent Norman boy. Yeah. And then she goes away. As we said, the spell is broken. The spell is broken. Maybe she smells really good. But uh, I maybe that's all he needed in Psycho later on was mm. just a little bit of perfume. It would have been fine. Is that is that <laughs> it for you and the dog? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I the only I just have a couple quick things. Is you just just knows. Number one, I just did love. We we talked about that that moment. Uh, just to piggyback on that last thought, the moment of him at the door and him being completely vulnerable and then being and then being completely ripped his heart ripped out by 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 uh, by Bradley. I'll go one step further than yes. vulnerable. He was a little cocky. He had a moment where it wasn't so much like, "Hey, we, we got that thing right, right." He was like, "You, you, you and I both felt right. that." Right. Yeah. He was laying well, it. The swag a was a little. Up. He had a little swag. Like, I don't know if you broke up with Richard, but you should. Right. That was yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Clearly, after, after you and I, you know. After, I mean, I mean, come on. You don't have, have the baits. You yeah, don't have. Have you had this? You know. <laughs> you, know, you, know. <laughs> you know what is going. You know what's going. Down. I mean that. that but it that takes mean, a lot of balls. That's a really right. like for yeah. That's a that was a. But no, but that, that that and then so that that seeing him turn into Norman Bates at at the end there was really scary. I, I didn't know what was going to happen at that moment. I'm like, oh my god, this is this may be it or something bad. Or is there a blunt object? Is there a stick on the ground? Look out, Bradley! Like <laughs> Bradley, you're in trouble right now. But uh, but I did. We did have another moment back just with Norma earlier. Uh, every other episode, every episode, we have to have one good freak out. Norman. 
did. She said, I yeah. thought about you when I heard that. that she was, has to do that Norman scream. The, <laughs> <laughs> the best. That's my, favorite. That's my favorite. And then lastly, I just, just did the thing I want to touch on is uh, back to uh, our creepy guy, man number nine, Mr. Abernathy. I do want to just, uh, just really expand upon this whole renting out the the entire motel thing like yeah. we, we touched on it earlier about what I just unpack it a little bit do we really do we think that what, what are we our predictions there is it a sex slave ring is it a is he is he is it is it well, what's he doing what is he really found, in sales this is this is yeah. it has to be he's a clearly a good, he's a very right. good salesman so this is what I find interesting so he originally was telling Norma and Dylan he has a standing reservation there for one week every two months, right? right? Then afterwards, after he realized that like Keith Summers isn't there anymore and he's dead, he now wants to rent out the whole side, which means that he doesn't want anybody else around mm. for what he's doing. Maybe he's, yeah, maybe he's taking so, over. Exactly. Something that Keith was probably okay with doing and knew what he was doing. Now he just wants to rent out all the rooms for two weeks. He's in sales. Um, I, I mean, I definitely think that he's looking for something as they alluded to in the the previous but i i think that he either helps transport the sex slaves and sells the weed uh, yeah, uh, he's not selling Avon. He's not selling Amway. No. He's not. He's not having. <laughs> he's not. Ha- he's not. He's not working for Mary Kay. He's not looking for that pink Cadillac. I mean, he's no. whatever he's doing. It's not going to be. It's not going to be on the up and up. And he's. No. And, and you never. When was the last time you went to a hotel and were like, "Hey, eh, don't send anybody to clean up the rooms. Don't worry about that. Right. We got it. Yeah. We got it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, maybe he's having. Yeah. Maybe he's having a giant Tupperware party. A giant convention. I don't. I don't so. Uh, no, all right. So anyway, that will be. I like, can't wait to find out more because I'm very excited. We, I, you know, we didn't get a chance to see because we watched on iTunes, but we didn't get a chance to see the previews. So I'm oh, the previews of, were interesting. Yeah. So we have no. I have no idea. You know. Um. So next. Uh, Next week, uh, the previews I think uh, allude to the fact that he's kind of misbehaving in school, and the teacher. We're actually going to have call in next week. Is that oh, correct? Yeah. We have Swanson. a guest yes. next yeah. week. Next week, what, Miss Swanson? Yes. Miss Watson. Miss Watson. Miss Watson. Yes. Watson will be making a. Uh, Cheater, Con, and Tracy. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, Larissa. We were going to say that. <laughs> that, Ms. that <laughs> but I didn't have it ready, but you did. So. That Miss Watson's uh, not uh, uh, very easy on the eyes. <laughs> she is very easy. It's a call in from is Vancouver. It, yeah, is, right. it, is it from Vancouver? I don't know. It's from Canada. I thought. Yeah, it's right. Marissa shaking from Canada, her head. Canada, Canada. Yeah. Well, excellent. Are they shooting season two right now? Is that why she's in Vancouver? Um, she's up there doing Once Upon, Once Upon a Time. Time. Oh, she does that too. Uh-huh. 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 I know I that Marissa ha- likes that show. Well, uh, I've actually talked to her for my Once Upon a Time oh. show. So. Oh, well, Marissa. Yeah, there you go. She's talked to us before. I was hoping she'd be here in person to see if we can rea- end up reacting like Norman and like black out, yes. being just next to her. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's just with like the heart beating. The heart just the heart starts beeping really, really fast while I she's will. with us, and we're all like blacking we'll out. Black out. Yeah. Yeah. Even do it. Yeah. Even me. We'll jump into news and gossip, but I want to say one last thing about the normal. Uh, it's it's also a little dead on, but the fact that his, his name is Norma, her name is Norm. I mean, his name oh. is Norman, her name is Norma, and they're just searching for normal. Normal C. Oh, wow. Them. Well, one other thing. <laughs> one other thing I wanted to say. I, so that's, I know. Oh, wow. That's so, so good. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Right. Um, I did want to say. different now. I did want to say that Norma's freak out when, when Norman walked out and she slammed a door. You know, that whole, like, bipolar type thing. That I feel that Norman totally matched it at the very, very end when the dog died and they were talking. Yeah. He was screaming. Oh, yeah. He really matched it, her, like, note for note. Yeah. So, oh. again, another another cross where he's turning into his mom. I, right. I forgot about that. I wanted to mention that about yeah, that. Yeah, well, we had that earlier too when they had the argument about like, uh, like uh, about set, being set up. You know, he's he's being <laughs> escalating. Like, well, mom, you just you, you know you don't understand, mom, and she likes me or whatever he was doing, and it was escalating. But they're really like mimicking each other's screams at this yeah. point. I really think pay attention to when they're they freakouts because they really sound very very si- they're sounding more and more similar. That's it's creepy. You know, me out. you know what I was thinking about last week. I don't after know. <laughs> after we uh, after we left the show. You had mentioned, Nando, that um, when Norma was cleaning up Norman's mess after he killed his father, that you didn't think it was the first time that Norma had to do this. Yeah. Now, and we know that John Bates was on disability, right? Mm-hmm. How did he get disabled? Do you think he might have been struck? It's like a very Oedipal... With a blunt object? Yeah, it's like a very Oedipal thing that Norman has like maybe attacked his father in the past. That's why he was disabled. Mm-hmm. Like he's always interesting. Theories, theories. Oedipus, like Oedipus Rex. Let's do some. Uh, <laughs> let's do some news and gossip. After no. Okay. 
can do. <laughs> I can do tickety tickety. Uh, yeah. 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 Let's you do it. Tickety tickety. All right. Hey. Uh, again. Thanks everybody for for writing. Uh, let me just mention a couple of people who have uh, who have posted uh, comments and uh, given us some ratings. Uh, dolls. Thank you, dolls. Just East like, side just like 25, m- just more, more than, more one, than one doll. More than one doll. Right. Dolls. It might be one person, but it, she... I have this vision of, like, she. porcelain dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, G- I think she probably does, too. Yeah. <laughs> G-Pet Guild. And uh, Micah L., he, he posts a lot all the time for us. And then uh, on the Tickety Ticky for YouTube, uh, D. Sinomi. Day fifteen fifty five. Hey, wait a minute! Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop. Stop at day fifteen. Stop, right stop your tickety tickety. Wait, because he wrote in this guy. First of all, he said that I'm good, which I love. Thank you, day fifteen fifty five. I yes. love the compliments. But he also said he commented on this. He said, "I love the show. I really like the lady who keeps you three guys from the following podcast in line, as you do tend to go off topic sometimes." Whoa! What? Whoa! Ooh. Whoa! What? You know, when I was fifteen, <laughs> Dave, I, I had a dog, and and this yeah. dog. <laughs> you're supposed to reel me in long before the dog part. Yeah, no. you're not doing oh, your job, dude. Oh, I'm, I'm getting just, off topic. I'm sorry. I just like hey, I just like that he what, called me a lady. That's what favorite all soft drink do you like, Joe? I'm just want to know. I, I love Mountain Dew. You love Mountain Dew? Okay, I kind of like Sprite. I like mountains. You like, you mountains? like mountains? Yeah, you like mountains? mountains are weird. You know what's you cool about all right, guys. No. All right, let's <laughs> reel it in. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. Back. Yeah. Go back. Okay, uh, the the three the gaming brothers. I guess the three gaming brothers. Doctor Lee Two, Jake Two One Six, and Mark Tunzillo, who just posted like two hours ago which is awesome That's and great. he wants to know what where's the psycho music you know I guess we should do one of these with the psycho music there we go we should do one well- I, uh, yeah. And that's the tickety tickety. All right. We'll do, that we'll do that next Maybe week. We'll do that next week. Okay, well, let's jump into predictions then. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. I'm so excited about my own predictions. I've got some really good predictions. <laughs> well, you're going last, so it's I, uh, terrible. I'm, I'm really excited yours. about my predictions. I predict that San Felipe won't have any predictions. <laughs> Whoa, your prediction is wrong. <laughs> How about that? That's Joe, what do you got? Uh, here's my prediction. I predict that our girl Bradley and our boy Dylan are going to be bumping something. And I predict Ooh. that when that happens, our boy Norman is going to kill something. Oh, dear. And I predict that that something is going to have four legs. It's going to be an animal. But I predict that Norman's going to kill an animal when uh, when Dylan and Bradley start banging. That's what I predict. Because Norman has never killed an, a, a human being that he's conscious of killing. You know, he's only, he's only killed Dad, but he wasn't like wasn't like he did it on purpose. Do you know what I'm saying? He just kind of blacked out. He went to that crazy place. I think he's going to do something on purpose if if uh, if and when we catch Bradley with Dylan. He's going to take it out on an animal. That's what I think. Interesting. All right. All right. Interesting. Uh, That's what I think. All right. Okay. Well, I mean, he's starting to possibly get into the taxidermy, so it's possible. Yeah. You might say that hammer came collection. up on that dog. That hammer came up on that dog. I said, there's oh, something man. inside Norman that wants to hit that dog. All right. Interesting. Okay, right. Nando? Well, I was going to say the exact same thing except for the animal. I was going to say Bradley and uh, Bradley and Dylan are look like they're definitely going to hook up. And it's going to it's going to draw a big... I mean, this happy family that's going on right now between the three of them, even though things are starting to fall apart, it's going to get much worse. It's got to. So I think that that's going to be... Uh, draw a big wedge between the two brothers so and uh, and something's gonna happen I, I think maybe it's gonna happen to Bradley maybe not an animal so I'll say Bradley Oh, you took my, you took it. All right. <laughs> my my prediction was that I think that Bradley is going to die, but my prediction is also I don't think that Dylan and Bradley are going to do something. I think that maybe they already have done something, hmm. but Dylan knows about Norman and about you know what happens. So. As, as a brother, I don't think that he would continue to do something knowing that his brother you know, really likes this girl. But I think that something maybe has happened previously that we will find out about. So you think he's been run over already by the sexual locomotive? I, I think yes, with that sexual energy of hers. <laughs> Some Anna Karenina the stuff going on over there. I got sexual it. locomotive. All right, all right. Here's the tease. Let's the build up. What's up? Let's do it. I predict. Oh. No, no. I got a couple. I I, really, I predict that. I think that Bradley's probably not going to make it as well. But I think that she will be some way, shape, or form. We're going to see her in the shower. That's going to. She. He's going to be. She's going to be the origin story for the shower scene. Oh, I'm I not think that's a fine gonna, idea. I'm not saying she's going to you know get it in the shower, but either Norman will definitely be do some spying because you know in you know Norman Bates. Is very much a uh, you know he's uh, a peeping tom creeper he's, yeah definitely creeper so I think we're gonna see some spying and some I think this is where Norman's gonna be obsessed with Bradley be watching her and that's where that that whole thing comes from oh oh yeah, I just wanna, then, I'm sorry that's like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I think that that's gonna happen mm. um, I do and also believe that. You know, we we see the the origin of Norman's whole taxidermy obsession, but what we will see is that once this dog gets stuffed, because this dog will get stuffed, Norman is going to start talking to this dog, 
and and, and talking to the dog like it's a person, like, just, just like he did his mother mom, when, you know, oh, when he stepped yeah. the mother. So I think this this will be the first time we start to see Norman lose a little bit because he loves the dog so much, so emotionally connected to the dog. The dog's dead. Mm-hmm. It'll be moments where like you know he's talking to the dog. He even said like you know the dog I I can save them or something something to that effect. So that dog is not going to be dead in Norman's mind, and that's going to be another Ooh. psychotic break. And so uh, Norman's going to have to deal with that. Oh. And, and 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 lastly, you got uh, more. Well, you guys, you guys sparked something. I'll let you. I'll let you say this is what you what you said. I think that like if Norman does in fact go down that road and start killing other animals, it would make sense because in the movie Psycho, his taxidermy place was filled with animals. Yep. So maybe yeah, the dog is the first. So maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll start seeing more and more animals. Oh. And Norman like these are my friends. Yeah, like, maybe maybe it's that. And then to, to your point about um, about Bradley getting it, you know, I realized that you know Nor- um, you know Norman's not the only guy who has it out for Bradley potentially because Norma's not too happy about this whole Bradley situation either. Mm. Neither oh, is Emma. No. So, I mean, Bradley's got a lot of people who, a lot of reasons that she could go, and those are all my predictions. Interesting. Right, I just, which, which, we, which I'm very proud of all of them. Before we wrap this up, I just want to give a shout out to Freddie Highmore, because that scene in his fantasy where he's kissing with Bradley and they're, and they're getting it on, he, he even in his fantasy, he's goofy. Yeah. If you watch that scene again, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, he's goofy. It was, yeah. it was very... He's, when he says, trust <laughs> me, he's like, he's like, trust me. Like, and he has that, yeah. He <laughs> was kissing goofy. It was, uh, it's my kissing goofy. Hush, hush, hush. They're rotten, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, was your, anyway. what was your big revelation? You were so excited. Oh, it wasn't. It wasn't a. I just had a thought that when you were talking about him spying, that what if he went to go spy on Bradley and like didn't have like a costume and so dressed up in his mother's clothes and like that's where that's kind of sprouted from that oh. he had to like get like. But I don't know why I was so excited about it because now saying it, it's not as exciting. But yeah. maybe that could like origin of like how, oh. you know, he's like, well, I have nothing. He's like, I borrow a wig or something, and then mm. that's how. You know, it's borrow strange. a wig from the Americans. We'll see. <laughs> they got lots of wigs. So, so which, which we're going to do the American season finale right now. Joe, where we can find you? Uh, you can find me at, uh, at Joe Flippo on the Twitters. You can also find me here with uh, Joe Braz and Nando Val on the phone. No, not anymore. The following is wrapped. Uh, we also do uh, the Americans, Joe and I, and, uh, and we do uh, Mad Men on Sunday nights. And uh, my Twitter is Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. You can find me with these guys on past episodes of The Following, if you want to catch up on that. And also do The Amazing Race and Celebrity Apprentice. And we'll probably do some stuff over the summer. I think so. We're we going to do some stuff. I have an idea. We'll talk about it later. Yep. Uh, yeah, not Hannibal, unfortunately, but I have something an idea else. Too. Yeah. I'm going to do some stuff over the summer as well. Oh, I'll, have, I'll have more. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. I'm actually going to. It is. I will have more information on that for you. Um, uh, Actually, on my Twitter page, so you can follow me on Twitter, do a K C D U A K A I S S I. And I will talk more about it next week. Thank you. And I'm Joe Braswell. You can find me at Joe K Braswell on Twitter. And as Joe said, Mad Men and the American season finale. And that's it on Grantland and and, and other places. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) We love you all. From (laughs) Ding.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svee and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 